0: Thompson, and you're listening to Space for Life, a podcast with honest conversations designed to help cultivate the space we need for a more fulfilling and abundant life. Despite our culture being wired for excess and overload, our souls desperately need the opposite. Thanks for joining us today as we seek to take one more step into a spacious life.
1: Hey everyone, it's good to be here again today, and today we're going to talk about a topic that Tommy has called Radical Punctuality More Than On Time. So I'm curious, what do you mean by radical punctuality? Uh,
0: I actually love some of the thoughts coming around this, so I hope it'll be helpful for those uh, who are listening. I was uh, recently at a little conference, and they had a motivational speaker, and he was talking about some core elements of Uh, just being an effective person. And one of those was punctuality. And it just, it it was like at the moment my head exploded because I I realized that punctuality is a big deal to me. I I value highly punctuality. I am a punctual person, which I know almost disqualifies me to talk about this, you know, in in a lot of senses. But what I realized the minute I started thinking about that is that it's it's about more than being punctual. You know, some people are very punctual, but they, they enter into things right on time, completely stressed. And that stress pervades the entire time you're together, including the fact that they are on such a tight schedule that they have to leave and are constantly looking at their watch the whole time.
1: Well, I'm, I'm laughing that this is our topic today because I'm here for you. Since, since you can't relate to the struggle to be punctual, I, I am here for you, Tommy, to represent <laughs> all of those listening who have to push to be on time. And I am punctual, punctual, especially when it matters. But I am one of those people that's rushing to be punctual. For example, today, if you notice, if you could see me right now, my hair is wet. Thankfully, I'm hanging out (laughs) with Tommy and Joe. They don't care. But I made a couple choices before I came here that if I were to pay attention to like these little subtle thoughts, I would have known I don't have time to do this extra thing. But I ended up jumping the shower late, didn't have time to blow dry my hair. So I got here on time. But if we had started this podcast right away when I walked in the door, I would have been stressed and rushed. But I showed up and you'd kind of built in this margin to this meeting where we hang out and chat for a while. And that margin enabled me to just sort of relax and then come in and be in a different frame of mind once we actually started our conversation.
0: Well, it's actually a great example, because imagine if I had booked like two or three episodes, right, one behind, and we run roughly 30 minutes. So let's say I'd schedule this at 35 minutes and you were rushing in, even though you were totally on time, but we had to sit right down. The whole feeling of this would be completely different. And that's why I wanted to add the phrase, both radical punctuality to say punctuality is, can be actually very empty. You know, it can just Mm -hmm. be someone who's, you know, very rigid in how they operate, but it's more than about being on time, you know, and that's what's, uh, so critical. I know some people who are very regularly a few minutes late, but they come in completely relaxed and prepared. I would so much rather that than someone be right on the minute and completely stressed out. So Both talking about, I think, in our time together, that punctuality rightly thought about is more than about being on time. And what are the things that we do in our lives that cause us to misuse time and try to jam so much into it in ways that sabotage the beauty of punctuality?
1: Hmm. Well, this is good because when you said that we were going to talk about punctuality, I immediately had this kind of condemning voice in my head, like, yeah, yeah, you need to be more on top of it, you need to be more on time. But the things you have three parts to this idea of radical punctuality, and I, I want you to go through each one of them, but as I think about it, it's more like setting before you a, a feast. Versus drive through fast food, you know, and it's almost like this framework that you're going to give for punctuality is not a this is how you ought to behave, but it's an offering of a different way of going about your day that actually leads to um, enjoyment Yes, And I think that's one of the things that will come out of what you're going to say. And it also leads to a more um, nourishing or deeper experience of life.
0: Well, I think you absolutely nailed it. We could almost close it with this. It is the difference between arriving for a feast and going through fast food. That I mean, if- I
1: do love McDonald's. Though. I mean, can we just have yeah. a side moment? There's a time and yeah. place.
0: but McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, you know, they but, got a spots.
1: <laughs> but ev- it, it's not what we crave. It's not as nourishing. So, I mean, right. I, I'm always going to have my drive-through moments, but it would be nice to have less of them and to have more of a life or a day that lays itself out like a feast.
0: We do enjoy life more. Hmm. And one of the things that, that I would like to almost – um dismember in terms of the way we think about it is that our rushing is necessary in order to be effective and to be productive. Hmm. I believe that's absolutely just a lie. I just don't think it's true. I think we've lived that way for so long that our rushing has become a habit that we think is necessary in order to get everything done. You know, one of the absolute facts Undeniable facts of life is that you have exactly the same amount of minutes in a day as I have Mm -hmm. Now whether I spend them rushing or not has so little to do With my productivity so we'll talk about that more, but i'd love to challenge those who think Rushing is making them more effective and more productive. I just don't believe it
1: well for me I've delved into the psychology of this a little bit. And I think for me underneath it all is this lack of trust that 24 hours that God, if you're a person of faith, has given you will be enough. There's a sense of not enough time. And the shift for me has been in trusting that the amount of time I've been given is enough for me to do what I need to do. And if I don't do it, then I didn't need to do it or I need to scale back. And so for me, it's been a little bit of trust, but I like how you are expanding it to more than just being on time. And the way you are going to describe it makes it more inviting to me than a discipline. So will you walk us through your three steps?
0: Yes. Um, so hopefully this will just be a a way it's, it's not so much a formula as it's a way that, that I think about this. And, uh, kind of fundamental to these three steps is beginning to live through our days with some cushion hmm. and some margin uh, because if we if we live our one hour appointment that we have with we arrive on the minute that is we're completely punctual and we close out at fifty nine minutes we've been punctual but if we're Running as fast as we can up to that minute and we're running right away from it, what kind of quality of life have we had? And that's the way many people run their lives and think they need to run their lives. And so therefore they're constantly rushed, they're constantly exhausted, they're constantly stressed, but it doesn't have to do with the things they're doing. It's how they're doing Hmm. what they're doing. So that's what these three steps are about. And I would argue, again, that not only are we not losing out on productivity, but that we can be more productive doing what I'm saying, which is what part of this is about. So the first step is that we prepare. That means that we go into the time with some thought, with some centering, some presence, even if it's just a lunch with a friend, that we don't rush into it, even on time, that we don't rush into it with our minds running in a hundred different directions. I like even occasionally the practice of arriving at the restaurant to meet someone and sitting in the car for just one minute and taking a couple of breaths, thinking about What's going on with this person? Centering my mind, just a moment of preparation. But even beyond that, if you look at the business context, how many meetings have you gone to where nobody is prepared? Hmm. You're just arriving and you're just jumping into it. And preparation has to be built into the first 10 minutes of the meeting while everybody figures out, okay, what are we talking about today? You know, how is that productive? In terms of things.
1: I like that because, well, particularly I like the idea of arriving early. Um, and then for those of us who have to push to get there on time, that does build in a cushion that, you know, if we're running late, then we're not running late. Right. If we've built in that cushion in our minds. But also um, the word or the phrase to tune in really sticks with me. Like I imagine if I am if I've made the effort to get together for a coffee or a breakfast or a lunch with somebody. It means that person's important in my life because I don't have a lot of time. Right. So if I show up five minutes early or 10 minutes early and just take some time to also calm myself, but just to tune in mentally or emotionally, just to like that person and remind myself kind of what's been going on in their lives. And I think about this with a meeting too if I were to meet it gives me the opportunity to think what is the one thing the most important thing about this meeting
0: which then makes that meeting twice as productive mm-hmm. that five minutes of preparing can leverage the entire hour of meeting to be that much more productive
1: hmm. yeah I can really see that and um It really is not going to cut into your productivity that much for me to have, like I said, before I came in here, I was rushed. But the the reason why is that I was trying to get this last minute shopping done online before the sale went out. And if I had chosen not to do that, I could have easily fit that last little bit in somewhere else later in the day. Mm -hmm. And it would have made all the difference in my mood and the way I approached my interactions with other people. And those little things we try and squeeze in really are not that important. But squeezing them in changed the whole tone of your day by being
0: rushed. Particularly if you do that meeting after meeting after meeting. And that's why, you know, to me, so many people are running like chickens with their head cut off, not because they have so much going on, but because they're always rushing they're always stressed and those are at some level choices with how they're arranging you know and the 5 minutes it doesn't take more than being you know 5 minutes ahead of the game that isn't going to change anybody's day in a drastic sense so it's with a mindset change it's an easy thing to think I'm going to be prepared for those few places that I'm going to be. It might be, you know, two places in a day. It might be eight places, but it's still not that many. That I'm going to be prepared for those. I'm going to come into them with my total self.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. I have never once enjoyed something when I was rushing. They are opposites. They're antithetical to each other. Rushing and enjoyment cannot coexist. And that alone is a motivation when we go back to this feast analogy. Are we eating just to throw the nourishment or, you know, throw the food in us? Or are we going to enjoy this? Are we setting meetings and coffees and events just to do them? Or are we doing them to enjoy them and have meaning in life? And if we are, then rushing is going to undermine that completely.
0: Exactly. So th- that idea of of giving a little space to be prepared, to be centered, to be thoughtful about the experiences within our day, that in and of itself can change things. Being punctual is actually the least important part of radical punctuality. Hmm. You know, whether I'm right there on the minute or whether I'm two or three minutes late, or even five minutes late, I can't think of ever being five minutes late that anybody, that it ever fazed them. But being present, being prepared, that's so critical. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, kind of being punctual is, goes right along with that, that you're there at the time honoring the other person and their time by being on time.
1: So how did you become so punctual? I mean, I think it's pretty natural to you, but why is punctuality so important? And has thinking about it in this expanded way, um, even though it might not have changed how you were on time, if you've always been on time, but has it changed kind of your approach to punctuality?
0: Well, there are probably a couple of experiences, but I, I can remember once with my dad showing up for a tennis court. Five minutes late. And my dad is, is is really very easygoing. He's not a hard, harsh man. But this time, maybe he, he was just a little perturbed. And he looked at me and he said, you know, when you show up five minutes late to something like this that has a beginning time, you're telling me that you believe your time is more important than mine. Well, it was like a dagger to me. Hmm. But beyond the dagger, I realized he was actually right. I was saying that you know, all of my life and my busyness was more important than being on time for him. And we know it so intuitively because certain meetings, we have no problem being on time because they're important. Mm-hmm. What are we saying about the other ones where we're so willing to not be on time? So that was part of it. But what was more fundamental to punctuality becoming something that is important to me is that I realized punctuality in this broader way I'm defining it, is utterly delightful. That I can do so much and I can be so much more effective in my time with people and the things that I do when I do this. And so I realized that I could be highly productive with this great sense of relaxed satisfaction and joy. And so Now I realize that being punctual is delightful. Being rushed and late is miserable. Hmm. So that mindset change has made this now for me an easy thing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate what your dad said. I mean, I've heard that before. Um, It doesn't always stick with me because I think uh, when I am making choices that make me rushed or that might make me late, I never connect those choices with a disrespect of the person I'm meeting with. To me, there's a, I I never connect those dots, but in actuality, there is a huge connection between, like, say I was late today when I came in, Um, the choices I made to finish up the cart on my online shopping were directly disrespectful to you, but in my mind, they don't connect. At all. And so I think part of it for people like me is learning to see those moments when they're happening in the sort of thought life that you live in, see those choices, recognize them and connect them to do I really want to convey a sense of disrespect to to that person?
0: Yeah. And I'd love for this to be received without uh, condemnation and guilt, you know, because that's it's not what it's about. The truth and the fact of the matter is if we were going to meet with the president of the United States, we would be darn early for it. We would be way early for it. So there is a truth, but it's not about making us feel bad that we're late. It's about trying to reframe things Mm. and say, this isn't the kind of person that I want to be. I want to honor the other person. I want to make them feel so valuable and important. And a little tiny piece of that is being there on time or even a minute early.
1: I like how you say that because the people I know and I'll just include myself and in this who struggle with time are some of the most compassionate loving people and they would they care about people a lot. And I think that there's something about showing up early and tuning into whoever whomever you're gonna meet with that has a way of honoring them and caring for them. And if I uh, am in that moment of choice, you know, where I'm online, if I have this voice in my head that says, come on, get off. You're always late. You know, you need to get your act together. I don't love that voice and I don't tend to want to listen to it. Whereas if I had this thought of the person you're getting ready to hang out with, you care about them a lot. And why don't you show up early and just really make this time matter? Like that's an invitational thing versus a condemning
0: voice. And, and I would definitely want it to be that way as an invitation, not as a judgment, um, a criticism, a pharisaical way of this is the way we need to be. The other thing that that happens in in my mind when I'm early is it's almost like I'm sneering at time and saying, you know what? I'm in control of time. It's not in control of me. Hmm. I can show up early. I can do whatever I want. And it's the sense of, yeah, it's okay. I'm in a great spot. And I, I love that sense of being on top of things, I guess, a little bit.
1: That's so ironic because I think when I make the choice to do those extra few things that I probably shouldn't do before I get out the door, I think it's a little rebellious part of me that's like... Time is not in charge of me. I can do this if I want to. I'm rebelling yeah. mm-hmm. against limits. Um, so I, it's ironic because I think that I'm controlling time and controlling my day. But probably the opposite is true. And like you say, I mean, I, I haven't experienced really the showing up early phenomenon. But I would yeah. love to experience that and know that, hey, you know, sneer at time. I got yeah. this. You're not running my life. I'm running it.
0: Right. And so a lot of radical punctuality is not so much about being on time. It's 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 a statement against rushing and against stress. Hmm. You know, that's just not a good way to live. And you know that the consequence, the victim of our rushing and our stress is our presence. Which that's the third part of to me, radical punctuality. When we go into the various places of our life, rushed and stressed, we can't be present. And so inevitably, if we're rushing into something, the first few minutes or the entirety of the time, our mind is scrambled and our attention is distracted. And that's not the way we want to live either. So the critical thing, and I think almost a beautiful goal, if you would put it that way, for 2021 is this thought of, I want to live my life present to the experiences. And I think this concept of radical punctuality is a pathway to greater presence And what a gift that is to the people in our lives, our families, the people that we're working with, the people we choose to be friends with and have coffee or lunch with, to be utterly present to them. And I want to say one of the also enemies of presence that I'd put on the back end of this is deadlines. If I have an hour to spare, or 30 minutes to spare, whatever amount of time. And that it, it's going to take all of that time to visit with that person or whatever. About 30 or 40, 45 minutes into it, I am on to the next appointment in my mind. I'm thinking, do I need to look at my watch? Do I need to see, you know, am I running close on this? So I've learned the joy of creating a significant cushion behind my meetings so I'll often create, I know this will be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but I'll create a 30-minute cushion beyond what I think a meeting will take so that I know that I can be completely relaxed in the meeting. And so what happens is that a certain percentage of the meetings run 10 minutes late. I'm not worried about it. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not stressed in the slightest about it. A large percentage of the meetings will end on time. I now have a 30-minute gap where I can do that online shopping that you're talking about. All the other little things that I fit into a day get fit in that 30 minutes in an unrushed fashion. So that's the beauty of it is that I'm so much more present. And I don't mean to put myself up there, but this is the joy that I've learned in terms of this, that I'm so much more present and all the things still get done that need to get done. And often they get done better because I'm so much more present and prepared.
1: Well, so you have three things here about radical punctuality. More, It's more than being on time. You talk about preparation, being punctual, and being present. But I want to just throw in a fourth one. And this came from a podcast you did with Nicole Yunus a couple months ago, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. But she talked about building in after, like, an after-meeting. I don't know what she would call it. But I remember distinctly she said that when you plan or you have a stressful meeting or something that you know that is going to be kind of emotionally draining, that you should build and cushion after the meeting just to process it. It's almost like if I am going through the drive through at McDonald's and then I have scheduled like a five-mile run afterwards, it's just not going to go well.
0: Right, exactly, you know?
1: yeah. And um I've learned that a lot this season because I would have these papers I'd have to do. And I remember it came, they came after a stressful meeting and I, my brain literally couldn't function to write the paper because I needed this processing time to process the meeting that was kind of intense. Whereas if I had built in an hour for the after meeting or 20 minutes for the after meeting, depending on what I predicted the meeting would be like, then it would just made for a, like a more enjoyable day.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's where that 20, the, that cushion can come in. And since we're using P words, I would call that, I'm kind of making up a word, but call it post pair. Mm. We prepare and we post pair, huh. you know, before and after. And if we live our best days, and I'm not always good at this, we prepare for the day in our morning routine, and we should post-pair for the day, at the end of the day, to process everything that went on and what do I need to do and, you know, what are the follow-ups that I need to do. So uh, I love actually adding that, you know, into this idea of radical punctuality. Again, the, the core that I just love to leave people with is that this rushing and this stress that had become so habitual in our culture, and in too many of our lives is not working for us, and it's not necessary, and it's counterproductive to happiness and joy, and I would even say productivity. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful and encouraging in your journey. Before you leave, I wanted to let you know of two things. First, if you are looking for more helpful content like this, visit TommyThompson.org. There you will find resources created to help you find space in your life. Second, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would take a minute to leave a review. This helps other people find the show as well.